Listener Production. How did Brainchip lose three days of gains in just one session? And how did news of the US debt ceiling talks affect the market? Good afternoon, I'm Laura. And I'm Craig. It's Tuesday, the 23rd of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, exactly one week later, we're reunited on the podcast again. Yes, yes. Yeah, hopefully you hold me in your hands and you sort of usher me through you know, sort of yet again, you know, sort of showing your expertise as always. I think your years of experience will help carry the conversation there, Craig. And it was another interesting day on the Aussie market, but it started quite interestingly as well overseas with all the debt ceiling talk. Yeah, they still haven't got a uh, resolution there and you know, so things are getting a little bit you know, so dicey. We're getting closer and closer to the time when you know, sort of effectively a deal needs to be done. June the 1st is where US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is suggesting that if we get to June 1 and we haven't got a deal, then the US could default for the first time. Biden and McCarthy, there's, they've still got productive talks apparently. President Biden wants the wealthy to pay their their fair share, so he's looking at some of the tax loopholes. And it's all about uh, the spending from uh, McCarthy, the the leader of the House. But we'll just have to wait and see over the next couple of days, and that will continue to be the focus of the markets. Yeah, it definitely will. And as you mentioned, if history was to tell us anything, they, they haven't defaulted before, so we can keep our fingers crossed in hoping that they won't default this year round. So if we look at what happened in the market today, it was actually, we started off pretty positively. So we had a pretty strong session. We're up about a quarter of 1% at one stage. Just before the market closed, we're up about a tenth of 1%. And then in the 11th hour, our market edged slightly lower to finish basically flat, but it was still down just three points or less than a tenth of 1% to 7,000. 260. So we couldn't quite make it over into positive territory. In terms of sectors, they were fairly mixed today. We saw six of the 11 sectors posted gains. It was the interest rate sensitive sectors, including banks and real estate, that were the real winners today. We saw the major banks recovering from yesterday's dull session, while technology and energy stocks were on the rise again today. Retailers, on the other hand, as well as consumer staples, were some of the worst performers. We had things like Elders and Amcor trading ex-dividend, and we saw Webjet posting some declines today ahead of their profit results due tomorrow. But we had some economic data come out as well, some some information around consumer sentiment and production. It wasn't very inspiring data, and there was a, probably a good reason why the consumer discretionary and consumer staples sectors were, were lower when you look at consumer confidence. Now, consumer confidence in the past week was actually up by 1.4 points. Now, this is the usual weekly survey by ANZ and, and Roy Morgan, but really at the moment there's not a lot to cheer about if you, you're an Aussie consumer. The cost of living you know, sort of issues are still out there. The, the share market's just meandering, you know, sort of relatively high interest rates, so not a lot of joy. What the survey does have is uh, an expectation of inflation expectations, and that in, did improve from 5.3% to 5.1%, so that's encouraging. Uh, We also had the Purchasing Managers Index. Now, a purchasing manager at any manufacturing business or service-type business, they should know what's happening in terms of their business. And if you survey them, you should get an idea of what's happening across business activity more generally in, in the economy. If we look at some of the inflation readings, 
what the businesses did say, some of their input prices, so the prices of things that, that they, they pay for, things like, you know, sort of petrol, you know, sort of oil, you know, so those prices are down, so input prices are down, but demand remains pretty strong, and that means, you know, so there's better purchasing power for for businesses, and so they've been able to increase their selling prices. Now, that's not good news for the Reserve Bank. The Reserve Bank does not like to hear that there's strong purchasing uh, power by um, individual businesses. They're lifting their, their selling prices, and that's um, something that we've got to watch, you know, sort of um, each time that this survey, you know, sort of comes out. So nothing really inspiring in terms of economic data. Uh, hopefully you've got something inspiring in terms of the, the company results. I absolutely do. But just in terms of that economic data, as Tom would say, nothing to write home about. In Tom's famous words, he, he does like to use that line. Yes. Today we had brain chips. So unfortunately, they ended their solid run. So they've actually been performing pretty well in recent sessions. We've even spoken about them on the podcast. There wasn't any news around it as to why they were lifting, but generally we've been seeing the tech sector lifting. They lifted a more than 20% in the last three trading days. But it was a fairly different story today. They lost almost all of those gains, falling close to 18%. And this came after it hosted its annual general meeting. It seems investors didn't like what they heard. There were comments from the chairman and the CEO saying things like, no one in the company is happy with Brainship's current position, saying they haven't got its products right, and the company just isn't making money. I guess comments like that don't fare too well with investors, rightfully so. So that's why we saw a big tumble in its share price. They actually had their largest single day fall since late October last year. But although Brainchip was the worst performer by far, so by a landslide, we actually saw improvements in the tech sector, as I mentioned earlier in, in the segment. But Technology One was another stock that released some results today. Yes, they're in the business of software as a service. And uh when you think of the interface that you have in things like universities um, across governments, that's generally supplied by Technology One. So what the company says is that 73% of Australian and New Zealand residents live in a council that is powered by Technology One. So and they had a fairly good result. So this is the half-year profit result to March. The half-year profit was up just over 24% to $41.3 million dollars. Revenue up 22%, just outpacing costs of 21%. This is the 14th year of record half-year profit. So they've been doing well yesterday over time. And the share price up by 2.8% today, so an encouraging result. We also heard from Qantas today. They released an update to the market saying it expects a record profit of $2.5 billion. Now, this comes after posting a loss of $1.8 billion in the last financial year. So they're expecting quite a strong rebound. And this comes at a time when things are returning to normal. Travel demand is lifting to pre-pandemic levels again. Flying activity has increased and fuel prices are starting to moderate and all of these things will help them reach that record profit forecast. In fact, by the end of this year, they'll reach capacity levels that actually surpass pre-pandemic levels due to significant increase in flying on key routes. Now, Qantas also ramped up its on-market buyback by $100 million on the back of this positive outlook and a strong balance sheet. So basically, they're buying their shares back and, and, and they've upped how much they're buying back. So despite 
all of this, though, the market didn't react very positively. Its shares fell over 2% today. Well, let's have a look at you know, so something else, which is travel-related. It's travel-related. It's OFX. It was previously Forex, and they're, they're into international payments and foreign exchange uh, transactions. They've been around for quite a while, you know, so now they were founded back in 1998, so they've been around for 25 years, and they've come out with their profit result for the 12 months to, to, to March. Again, some pretty good results, you know, sort of here, net operating income, up a little bit more than 45% to $214.1 million and profit, you know, set up in the order of 40-odd percent, you know, as well. If we look at the outlook, what the uh, the company is doing is, is raising its guidance uh, for the, the next uh, 12 months. Profit, as I said, was $62 million, you know, so they're looking at profit of anywhere between 63 and $74 million for, for the next, you know, sort of 12 months. And in terms of the operating income, 214 was uh, the the figure that they've just released. You know, so they're looking at anywhere between 225 and 243 million. So they've uh, had a number of other statements in the the release today. They're acquiring a firm called Patron, uh, which will be contributing six million dollars in, in the first year and providing you know sort of um, benefits to the company. You know, so over a number of periods is the expectation. They've also announced a buyback of 10 percent of its shares over the next 12 months although they won't pay a dividend. Now, this is one of the standout stocks of the, the day. We had OFX shares up in the order of 20.1%. So it's really a standout uh, performance in terms of a pretty ordinary day for, for the markets. Yeah, that's right. And that's on the all odds, as we mentioned yesterday. So the top 500, not on the on the XJO, which is the top 200 stocks. But Another stock that caught my eye today, we're hearing more about the story happening with St. Barbara and their assets in Western Australia. So yesterday they received a sweetened offer from Silver Lake saying that they want to buy these assets. And of course, we've had two companies sort of battling for this, which was Silver Lake and Genesis. Silver Lake came back with that sweetened offer. And unfortunately today, St. Barbara came back and said, no, we're not willing to deal with you any further. And that saw the shares of St. Barbara falling over 3%. But on the other hand, it seemed to benefit Silver Lake shares. They were up over 2.5% and Genesis was up over almost 1% as well. But if we look ahead to tonight, so today, as you mentioned, Craig, we had the manufacturing and service data being released here in Australia. I didn't really move the needle too much, but we'll get that coming out of, of the US tonight. So that will be one to watch, a little bit more important maybe over in the US because it's likely that they're going to raise the interest rate again in the next meeting. Yes, it is day by day, you know, sort of week by week proposition you know, as to whether US interest rates continue to, to rise or not. There, there will continue to be the focus on the debt ceiling talk, so hopefully we're going to get a resolution, if, if not tonight, you know, sort of fairly, fairly shortly. Uh, we've got data on new home sales, uh, so it's one of the forward-looking indicators of the, the housing market. And uh, we also have always, you know, so on a weekly basis, we have chain store sales coming out from the United States. So it's one of the, the weekly readings of uh, retail spending in terms of the, the economy. So uh, that's what we're looking out for in terms of the, the US later tonight. There's the small matter of another central bank which will be handing down its interest rate decision tomorrow, and that's the Reserve Bank of, of New Zealand. Uh, they've been going gangbusters in terms <laughs> of lifting interest rates. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that'll be one to keep your eye on. But again, not a market moving event, but still, nonetheless, lots to keep our eyes on overnight and tomorrow. So we'll do this again tomorrow, Craig. And it was lovely chatting with you again. It's always lovely chatting with you, Laura, as well. You held my hand and taken me through, you know, sort of another one of these great podcasts and <laughs> uh, again showed your expertise, you know, sort of behind the microphone. Ah. Oh. You're too sweet, Craig. You're too sweet. And to our listeners, if you like our podcast, feel free to leave us a review. Tell us what you want to hear more of. What kinds of things do you enjoy listening to? Is there something that we haven't covered that you might want to hear about? So let us know. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.